Hello everyone and welcome back to my brand new podcast to you from me. I'm so excited to say that the lovely Lieber bookstore in Sligo have been so generous to offer to sponsor this whole podcast. So if you're a local around Sligo, pop into the bookshop or if not, don't worry, you can head online to their website L-I-B-E-R Lieber bookstore and use the discount code to you from me July discount and you'll get 15% off your very first purchase. This week on the podcast, I'm delighted to be joined by the lovely Michaela O'Neill. Michaela is a Dublin primary school teacher. She teaches in Presentation Primary School, Terenure, which is also a school quite close to my own heart. She is a cast member of the Olympia Panto every Christmas and runs two schools, one for Irish dancing and the other a performing arts school alongside her boyfriend, Ryan Andrews. So Michaela, welcome to the podcast. So good to see you. Thanks so much, Kerry. Thanks a million for having me. No worries at all. Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself, like maybe your background and kind of how you ended up like out of school and your job now and stuff like that? Yeah, so my name is Michaela. Um, I'm 27. I'm a primary school teacher and I'm teaching senior infants at the moment. So I've been in that class for the last three, four years and I'm staying in that stream in September. So I'm down the, in the infant end of the school. Um, I also have a stage school that I run for children from kind of four years upwards. So we have from tiny babies all the way up to uh, leaving cert students and college students as well. So um, yeah, and I also teach Irish dancing to kind of the same age group again from four years kind of all the way up. So um, yeah, lots of lots of things going on. You're busy. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's the way to be. Um, so you, where did you train um, to be a primary school teacher? So I went to St. Pat's. I did the PME, the master's in primary school teaching, and I left there in 2017. So previous to that, I had done my arts degree in Pat's as well. I did human development, which is kind of psychology, sociology, philosophy, and I did English and Irish as part of that arts degree as well. And then I stayed on to do the master's. So yeah, finished that in 2017 and ended up back in my old primary school that I had gone to as a kid, which was very strange going back in as a teacher and some of my own teachers were, were still there and the principal was still the same and getting over them like the thing of calling them their first name instead of like I know like, or whatever I felt and so like cheeky. going into the yeah. going into the staff room and all you're like oh I know, it's so <laughs> bizarre but um no I'm delighted I absolutely love going in there every day it's a great school and a great staff and everything and it's just lovely it's a lovely job yeah I was the same because I did I actually did teaching for two years before I I kind of like stopped over to musical theatre yeah. and I did my placement in the exact same school because we yeah. were in the same primary school <laughs> um, and I remember like sitting in the staff room like sweating <laughs> like just so nervous like, feel like you're breaking the rules yeah I was like terrified so funny um so going back to your training in um for teacher training yeah Obviously, um, there's obviously core curriculum stuff that you guys will be learning in college um, and then how to teach kids like as just a general. But I was actually, I was only thinking about it earlier on. Is there much stuff on the curriculum now for primary school teaching like that revolves around mental health or well-being or anything like that? No, is it like my immediate answer would be no. You, like you can say you touch on it with the whole SPSE, SPHE um, yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. 
but like it's very general and I don't think it's probably emphasized enough like you know it's kind of like oh yeah yeah, sure you touch on feelings and you touch on dealing with your feelings but it's not really I don't know I think now with all the resources that are available and the studies that have been done to show how important it is and I mean just you don't even need to have read any books to know that it affects everybody at some stage and it's really really important to kind of get that message out there about mental health and I suppose it can never start too young that whole conversation so I would say no in terms of what is available out there is not kind of utilized enough in teacher training I don't think now of course as I said I left in 2017 and things change all the time with the you know the girls in college or like as I'm getting now students on placement and they're telling me things that they're doing and I'm like oh wow and I'm learning from them as always happens but I think as a whole there's no set program there's no I think a lot of the time when it's when it's kind of one of these new kind of elements of the curriculum, it's always a bit kind of wishy-washy at the beginning. It's kind of, you know, the way even with drama in school, let's say, like that yeah. has been on the curriculum for a long time. But I know a lot of teachers shy away from it because they don't yeah. know how to tackle it. And yeah. they do kind of their set drama lessons that they do kind of nearly every year and they kind of don't yeah. branch off that if it's not where their comfort zone is. And I think it's the same for the kind of SPHE mental health well-being side of things in the sense that we all know we should have this like these conversations we all know that they're important but it's how do I bring this up with my you know 35 year olds that are sitting in front of me or how do I broach this subject now like I think especially for sixth class students I think the jump from primary to secondary is massive it is meant like mental health wise like I, I was looking at some of the girls there and obviously this year's sixth class had all stayed so much and like yeah. to watch them going into second school you're just like god like you've such a personal relationship with them as their teacher in primary school and then it just seems like they get swallowed up in secondary school and so I yeah. don't think it is targeted enough I don't think it's targeted in the curriculum in um as an effective way as it should be and as yeah. as is needed now you know? yeah. so you're kind of hoping that teachers themselves go let's do something but I don't know you know it's yeah and it's like it's, it's actually like the transition like even from primary to secondary and secondary to college because you're completely like yeah, left on your own yeah, yeah. for yourself Mm, yeah that's so true actually I was only talking to a friend of mine there and she was saying about her little sister is thinking about she's from the country and she'll probably move up and she will likely go to UCD or DCU and she was like oh I was trying to tell her to go to this college because she was like I just feel she'll be lost in a college the size of UCD or whatever you know because she was just thinking of the type of person her sister was yeah and it's like I kind of felt a little bit like that as well like in primary school you're you're so with your set gang of you know the whole way up and then secondary is is another kind of mishmash of things that you're dealing with and new friends and circles and cliques and all that and then you do like when you jump into college even though they're expecting oh you're 18 now and whatever blah 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 yeah like you do feel lost you definitely do so yeah it's needed definitely so have you like as I know you're you're not like years and years and years and years in like as a teacher because you're still young but have you has have you ever been in a situation in the classroom where like there may have been like more kind of severe mental health issues that maybe would have thrown you a bit or like anything you might have like learned from those kind of situations yeah like I I haven't 
as such had a had a child that I had a known diagnosis of something yeah. kind of related to their mental health but I think what has definitely started to creep in a lot and we discuss it all the time um in general as a staff obviously not children themselves but just the issue in general is that word anxiety being used all the time so you'll yeah. notice that parents are kind of not using it a lot more loosely but you know if they're like oh she's a bit shy but she's very bad anxiety but it's not necessarily that's not necessarily what the child has but they just don't know how to kind of I don't know whether it's the child's personality or whether they haven't there's something bothering them that they haven't been able to speak about or whatever it is and they're just like she's so anxious she won't put up her hand because she's so anxious and I find that word being used a lot like and sometimes you look at the child then when you get to know them and you say actually it's not really anxiety that that kid has it's actually more whatever you know so I do find that the word is being used a lot more but I don't know whether it's always been used accurately you know or whether I I kind of feel like I kind of feel like it's a bit of a trend thing and that's why I always would have been like really like really careful even like up until it's only really the past year that I've kind of dealt with it myself and and realized that it actually did come from childhood for me but like I was only saying someone earlier on um my mom telling me I remember my mom telling me my first report card from school so from junior infants was like oh yeah she's like lovely child always smiles but like never speaks <laughs> never speaks ever like the pointer like my mom used to have an arrangement with my junior infants teacher to meet me at the gate and like so like I'd go from my mom's hands to my oh, teacher's hands and happy yeah because yeah, mad and now I look at it I'm like oh what was wrong, what was wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know I know or sometimes what is funny is I I see a lot of the parents anxiety yeah put on the child more so yeah like she won't like to speak in front of the class and I'm like no, she actually never shuts up, you know, like yeah. <laughs> a lot of the time what they see at home is not what we see in the classroom in a good way. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's better that they're not as yeah. anxious as maybe the parents yeah. are telling me they are, or maybe they feel more comfortable when they get to know me or whatever. But sometimes like even in the stage school, they'll be like, oh, now she won't do a show or anything. Like she won't want mm-hmm. to do that. And then they're front and center. Giving them yeah. so, I don't know, you know, it, I suppose it's, it is, it is the kind of balance of, it's definitely issue, an issue that is coming to the forefront a lot more and is yeah. very real, but it's also a word that is being used very loosely now and kind of being thrown out there instead of the traditional, oh, she's very shy. It's more like now, oh, she she's very anxious. And, it's, yeah. you know, it's yeah. just kind of balancing that. But I suppose when you do look at any kind of programs around anxiety or mental health, whether the issue is is right there in front of you in the classroom or whether it hasn't personified itself yet or shown itself yet the the conversations around it I think are useful for everyone regardless of whether you class yourself as someone that has anxiety or whether you don't so you know I've tried to do a lot of mindfulness this year in my class and like which is great for people with anxiety but it's also just great in general in general you know a lot of the techniques and the workbooks and books and all that kind of thing are useful whether you think you have a child with that issue or not because it's yeah, giving them the tools exactly. for the future anyway so it's all it's all a benefit really yeah yeah and would you find like obviously there's so many topics like under the the banner of mental health mm. I, I personally think like I teach for performing arts skill as well in Sligo and I think the biggest thing that like, the two biggest things that I'd notice would be like if, if you're gonna call it anxiety 
I would say the two biggest ones are like social anxiety mm. and then that whole like area that revolves around peer pressure. Yeah. Like you, you'll even like you'll even gauge that even when you're even not when they're like just standing around, but like in in performance, you can also like feel that from a kid. I feel oh, yeah. Oh no, you can. Like, yeah. That's just because I like I'm like, oh my God, I completely knew how that felt. It's like, when I was younger. a little bit in the kids. Um, yeah. 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 But like, I don't know. Like, would you have like any tips for maybe any other teachers listening? Like, what kind of like advice would you go about that kind of ties into like mindfulness for everyone, but it covers the whole peer pressure thing and how to deal with that, especially in like that junior, senior infants, because yeah. they're kind of on, you know, that typical language of you're not my friend. I don't want to play yeah, with you. Yeah. And sometimes kids brush that off and they're like, OK, fine. And then yeah. other kids, it like gets to the root. Yeah. No, 100 percent. Like my own nephew would be quite um, sensitive to to taking like what you're saying, to taking it very literally. If someone yeah. said, no, we're playing this game and you have to play it that way. He'd be yeah. like, oh, then I can't play because they won't let me score the goal on my right foot. They said it has to yeah, yeah. And I'm like real, like I was real over the top as a kid. And I'm like, tell them that you don't, you know. And he's yeah. like, no, 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 I'll just leave it. Like, you know, that kind of way. So you do yeah, it's yeah, funny. Yeah. Like it's really like I have six nieces and nephews and they all like, my sisters each have three children or whatever. And I'm like, you have the same parents, but you're all totally different kids, you know, that yeah, kind of way, yeah, even yeah. to their siblings or whatever. But I suppose what I have found, um, like I did teach third class my first year teaching and it carries through even going down back to the infants is that children are able to understand. Like I kind of find I speak to them the way I'd speak about this issue to like my friends my own age. Yeah. And I just, yeah. I'm very real about it. And I'm like, yeah. some days you're going to have days where you don't feel like smiling and you don't feel like talking to anyone and that's okay. And if your friend has a day like that, you just let them know, oh, I'm over here if you want to play in a few minutes. And if you want time on your own, that's okay. And they kind of get it. Like, so yeah. I always say to them, if somebody says something like that to you, that they like something silly, like I'm not your friend or you can't play, like think about maybe they're having a bad day. So maybe you go and show them some kindness and show them how to be kind and kind of flip it around. But I think they take it on board when you, when you speak to them in a way that is a little bit, like it doesn't all have to be kind of rainbows and fairies. Like they'll still yeah, 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 yeah. get the message if you kind of sit yeah. down and go, look, guys, like that that language to each other is not okay. And if, like imagine yeah. how that girl feels going home and she won't want to come to school tomorrow. And that's really sad. And they're like, actually, yeah, that is kind of sad. Instead yeah. of just going, oh, don't say that, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. explain it. And they kind of yeah. like, to be fair, whether I'm just totally lucky or I don't think it's that I've mm. some magic answer to it, but I if I've ever had an issue like that and I talk kind of very just very normal about it and just be out straight and go look just that's that's not sound like don't do that they're yeah, like okay yeah, yeah. yeah like you know yeah <laughs> yeah and we kind of just I kind of just try and create that atmosphere that's very open to talking about things. and just kind of like be on the same level as yeah somebody. exactly just a little bit of respect I think if you just talk to them like they're intelligent the way they are and yeah. as if they know yeah. what you're speaking about and they always do and generally they'll come back at you with something that you're like oh whoa like you yeah you're one step ahead of me nearly like you know so yeah I think just be open just create that atmosphere yeah. that anything that goes on can be spoken about and can be talked out and sorted out and we don't need to carry it on for days and days and days and yeah. it's behind there like you know so no they're they are well able for the conversations definitely 
And do you feel like, so obviously you run your own stage school and you teach Irish dancing and stuff as well. And do you feel like um, you would have maybe a slightly different approach in like your teachings in stage school as opposed to like classroom school? Because obviously everyone, yeah. all kids have to go to school. Yeah. Most of them, I hope, like it. Mm-hmm. But like, whereas in the stage school, most of them have chosen to be there yeah true yeah, yeah so like I don't know do you find a difference between how you are as a teacher then between the two yeah I do I suppose with the stage school like your main aim well I suppose <laughs> it's the same for the teaching like my main aim is that everyone goes home smiling from both yeah. <laughs> and everyone to yeah. be coming in not smiling or going home not smiling so yeah in that way it's the same um I just find your your like what the kids get out of stage school can be like totally worlds apart from each other. So some kids are there because they want to be famous and they want to be in the front row and they want to be on Broadway. And other kids I know might necessarily have a major interest in actually performing, but like, I just think it instills so many skills and values that they'll take into a job interview or into a, a social setting that they're uncomfortable with. And it gives them that confidence. And I've seen kids come in, like, and not even be able to look me in the eye and just want to run straight to the back line. And it might be yeah. the mom being like, oh, I just think she needs something like this to bring herself out. Or I think, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they'll come back and they'll be like, what are you doing in there? Because she's she's talking on the way home about yeah. what dance you did and she's telling me such and such and they're just as shocked as the kid themselves yeah. like sometimes the kids don't even believe themselves how they can let go and let it out yeah and sometimes yeah. the classroom setting doesn't allow sometimes in their head they don't feel they're allowed to show that side of themselves so they are yeah. just the kid that smiles but doesn't speak or that yeah. you know doesn't put up their hand but if they're asked they'll answer but they don't want to volunteer yeah yeah, and yeah when you come to stage school it's a lot more free it's a lot more like I what I love about the stage school in comparison to the Irish dancing is the like no competition end of it because yeah you know like I know it's not the same in every stage school but in our stage school everyone gets to the front everyone gets yeah. the line everyone gets yeah, the, the same. you know be the center because yeah. Like, I don't, not that I don't care how good you are, but at the end of the day, the mums and dads sitting in the audience want to see their child. So I'm like, everybody yeah. get a turn, you know? That kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. I think once you create that atmosphere of no one is better, no one is more than anyone else. And it is the same in school, I guess. It's just, then they feel I'm accepted here, even if I'm not the best singer or even mm. if I'm not the best reader or whatever it is. Yeah. So I know I sorry I absolutely go off on tangents here but the no no it's gone I'm like is it more I don't know I suppose in my classroom I try and bring the good elements of what I can do in the stage school to the classroom because sometimes you you've you think you have to be one type of teacher in the classroom and I think now yeah. as we evolve and you know in modern day now even comparison to when we were at school you can yeah. bring fun and you can smile and you can joke and laugh and it doesn't have to yeah. be the really serious put up your hand and don't speak and sit down and only ask yeah. me a question you know whatever yeah so that, as I said I think if you can make that atmosphere as comfortable and as open as possible then the conversations that happen are much more natural and you get to make a better connection with them you know instead of I'm yeah. the teacher and you just you're the student and you sit down you know so yeah. um yeah I try to bring elements of that stage school vibe to my own classroom anyway in school because yeah yeah it's just better for them I think yeah yeah and, and probably especially as 
you've experienced both. Like I've experienced both. And yeah. you, you know, you know the way you want to feel and you know the way you don't want to feel. Mm, that's um, it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, I think like a lot of approaches now that are used in school are to eliminate that kind of pinpointing each child and putting pressure on them. And it's a lot more. Yeah. Well, what I think it is, it's a lot more everyone will find their own yeah. name eventually. Yeah. You don't all have to be reading the same book you know so now like with the with the reading program we use in school you know I always say to parents but do you remember when you were pointed at to read out loud in front of the class did you ever enjoy it like a lot of the times that's what people go back to as like a moment of anxiety it's that yeah don't pick me don't pick me and you're trying not to make eye contact and you're trying to avoid so now in school like when we're starting to read in senior infants they don't all start on the same level but they all just think yeah. reading so there's no none of that thing of she's reading better than me or I have to yeah. keep up with her even though this isn't my thing so it's a lot yeah. more personalized I think now which eliminates that kind of she's gonna call me yeah to speak like yeah um, and I know obviously you're in senior infants and it can start from any age but like do you ever see any of those kind of like anxious panicked feelings with kids who might be like undiagnosed of something like dyslexia or dyspraxia or like around those kind of things do you you almost feel like that evolves in them like in a classroom situation that's probably that's probably actually the type you would end up seeing the most is that because it has got to do with learning in the classroom yeah no what I find is I'm amazed at the age at which children will tell themselves I'm not good at that so like I remember after the lockdown January to March um, we when we came back to school in the March and we went back to kind of the books so they had been there that had been majorly interrupted and that was one yeah. thing you really couldn't do on Zoom because as I said we try and do it so personalized now so the reading was a big thing that then when we got back in March like right let's get on the road and tackle this and I remember one one kid was kind of sitting at the table and she's looking at everybody else kind of reading the book and reading out loud and off they went and she I knew by her face she was nearly like when did everyone learn how to like am I missing yeah something here like she was like yeah. did I just like blank yeah. for all of this <laughs> for a year she, like she's very like she was very good at kind of talking and like saying how she felt and stuff and she was like I I can't do this like I'm not I don't know what's going on here pretty much like yeah. you know yourself the way you'd be like what yeah. is happening here yeah um so you do see it you do see the the times where you see the kids that just pick up the pencil and off they go and they don't give it a second thought. And sometimes it's not even the kids that are necessarily the brightest or the best, but there's just kids that don't have that lack of confidence and whether they're yeah. good or bad, they'll go with it and they don't care. And then there's the other kids yeah. that really might be well able, but will overanalyze their performance and be like, yeah, is this what I meant to do? You know, that reassurance thing is another thing I notice a lot of like, Am I allowed? It's like, am I, am I, am I good enough? Yeah, or am like, I, can I, is yeah, this what you yeah. asked me to do? And I'll say, yeah. And I could get asked 10 times by the same kid. And yeah. am I meant to do this? Because they're, they don't even trust. It's like, they don't trust themselves. Do you know, that kind of way. Yeah. And they're like, they don't have the confidence to say, no, I know what Miss O'Neill said. And, and that's what I need to do. And they'll keep checking in with me. Like, and I mean, yeah. I wouldn't really be necessarily a teacher that would give out hell if they did the wrong yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that they would need that reassurance all the time. And I'm saying, yeah, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. Off you mm. go. And they'll, they'll still, they'll still be hesitant. So you can see it from four and five, the kids that are going to breathe through and never date themselves and have all the confidence in the world and the kids straight away who will be just as bright. It's not necessarily to do with ability. It's just yeah. their personality or maybe an undiagnosed issue 
um, yeah. will prevent them from kind of going for it and trusting yeah. their instinct and trusting that they know what to do and they'll they'll yeah. hold themselves back a bit and you'll see that they won't be the first to put their hand up just in case it wasn't what I was I was asking for and they won't be the first to read the page or they won't be the first to kind of in sports demonstrate what the race is or whatever it is you know so yeah. they'll always kind of second guess themselves and I suppose that is a little bit of anxiety as well that you have an anxiety of being wrong I suppose or maybe yeah. you know yeah taking the wrong step or doing the wrong move um so yeah you do see that even at like four and five definitely yeah yeah and I'd say I'd say like probably the best way to even finish like this chat up is just like I suppose everything that we've talked about you can literally just go back to say all someone like that young needs is just openness and the space to be like vulnerable and stuff like that yeah Um, and not be scared in themselves to be unsure or to ask a question and stuff because that's like that definitely would have been my biggest thing like I never ask questions I'm pretty sure I didn't ask questions skills till I was about 14 Um, yeah like it was mad Um, and you hate to think of someone sitting there thinking that they can't or you know that like I that's what gets me like so but like you said like your own book and like all these programs that are coming out there's there's never enough resources for teachers yeah. to use because once you have those tools to back it up those conversations will only become more open and more natural and more yeah. relaxed as well and to go yeah well, I used to feel like that sometimes as well but this is what helped me and yeah. then they're kind of like oh right okay this isn't a big deal like you know exactly so, yeah well, look, Michaela, thanks so much for coming on to talk to me. It's been really insightful. And I, I, I think it will be really helpful for like parents, teachers, like even new teachers starting out and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, so look, thanks so much for giving me your time um, and best of luck with back into school in September and everything. And hopefully, yeah. Hopefully summer's good. We're, we're back. Camps and everything. <laughs> Thank you so much, Carrie. Love talking to you. No worries. Bye.